Hi, welcome to episode 621 of the Fantastic Forecast. I'm Dave Elliott, and I hate when it starts getting colder. I have to start wearing shirts and pants. In the every episode of the Fantastic Forecast, I'll be talking about a different issue of the Fantastic Four, starting with issue 1 and going all the way to issue 645. Today it's Fantastic Four, Volume 5, Number 4, a.k.a. Fantastic Four 621, a.k.a. Fant Four Stick Number 4 from July 2014. The Fall of the Fantastic Four Part 4 by writer James Robinson and artist Leonard Kirk. I'm surprised I haven't mentioned this yet, but the logo being used on this series, Volume 5, is where the number 4 appears in the word fantastic as that second A. So it looks like Fantforstic, which is, in my opinion, the worst logo ever. And a similar design was used on that shitfest movie that bombed. I think whoever came up with the Fantforstic logo design needs to... Uh, leave it off his or her resume. So the three members of the Wrecking Crew have hooked up with a wizard and have joined this new Frightful Four. No more Paste Pot Pete. Ugh. They do make a pretty powerful Frightful Four, or so it seems. Johnny Storm, having lost his powers, is running down the street, not really able to help out in this fight. And so for the thing, it's clobbering time as he faces off against this new frightful crew and he gets wrecked and thunderballed by the wrecker and thunderball reed yells out to ben to be careful the wizard has upgraded the wrecking crew's powers even though i think they were thor villains they're pretty powerful to begin with as reed grapples with the wizard the purple helmeted foe reveals that he wasn't the one who upgraded the Wrecking Crew's powers, and in fact, he got a power upgrade too, and he proceeds to zap the crap out of Mr. Fantastic. Next, we learn about this female bulldozer, always the lamest member of the Wrecking Crew. We learn that she's the daughter of the original bulldozer, and she proceeds to bulldoze Ben right into a nearby building. Johnny is busy grabbing civilians and running them off to safety, which might as well be the most useful thing that Johnny's ever done during one of these supervillain fights anyway. It's not like if he had his powers, he would burn the flesh off of the Wrecking Crew or anything. Wrecker says he plans to bring the entire city of New York City crashing down. Sue calls him a loudmouth, and Thunderball swings his big ball, hits the Fantasticar, the Fantasticar goes spinning out of control down the street, but it's stopped by... And this is a surprise. I had forgotten that they appear here. It's stopped by the She-Hulk, wearing her replacement FF uniform, along with Scott Lang, Ant-Man, and Darla in her Thing outfit. Miss Thing. Johnny's ex-girlfriend. I can't believe they're back. Well, She-Hulk, yes, but Darla? I never thought we'd see her again. Darla grabs Thunderball by the ball and swings him around like crazy. Ant-Man becomes a giant man, and he steps down on the Watcher with his big foot. She-Hulk tries to toss Bulldoze around, but Bulldoze fights and smashes She-Hulk into a wall. The Wrecker pushes up on Scott's foot, 
toppling him over so he has to shrink back to normal size. And Thunderball comes back around and he plants his big metal ball right in Darla's face. They seem proud of themselves, but Johnny comes back and he calls them all losers and he says, he's still standing. But really, Johnny is just bait, luring the Fightful Four into the Fantastic Four's complicated trap. They walk toward Johnny and Sue puts up an invisible force field around them. Okay, maybe it's not such a complicated trap. Reed figures that they have become so powerful that if they try to bust out of Sue's force field, they will injure each other. So S.H.I.E.L.D. comes by and arrests the new Frightful Four, which makes this the wimpiest, easiestly, uh, easy, easiestly defeated Frightful Four ever. Pastepot Pete has got to be laughing his ass off now. So the FF thank the replacement FF for showing up. Everyone compliments Johnny for helping out, you know, standing there and saying, Hey, I'm standing here. Johnny looks a bit glum, and he wanders off. So later, when Reed, Sue, and Ben arrive back at the Baxter building, it is swarming with S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. They land, they get out, they talk to S.H.I.E.L.D. director Maria Hill, who tells them that the Baxter building has been commandeered by the U.S. government, and the Fantastic Four are not allowed to go in. Frankly, it's about time. How have they let such a dangerous place operate in the middle of Manhattan for so long is a mystery to me. Maria Hill goes on to say that the children of the Future Foundation have been relocated to another location, a safer location, which is basically anywhere on Earth. And then she tells Reed to get prepared. He asks for what? And she hands him a notice and says, Your day in court! Coming next time, Reed's day in court. It's the trial of the century. Or so it says. And with that, I've got 14 more issues to go. If you have any questions about the Fantastic Four, about this podcast, or if you need relationship advice, you can email me at podcastff at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter, Dave Elliott at podcastff. And you can download other episodes of iTunes and find them all at www.podcastff.podbean.com. Till long, kids. This podcast is over. I wrote this song just looking at you. Oh, oh. Yeah, the drums, they swing low. And the trumpets, they go. And the trumpets, they